out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host, and today we explore Retirement Rule 40, Time is Fleeting. Our quote is from Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius, who said, Every instant of time is a pinprick of eternity. A frequent question directed to us retirees is this one. Is every day Sunday? In retirement, I've tried to become more conscious of time, but without much success. Time has always been an issue for me. For example, to be employed as a 14-year-old, I feigned being two years older. Relatively tall and robust, this initial deception was not a problem. I worked at a thoroughbred racetrack, trucking around coffee in large urns as well as hot dogs and hamburgers, which I delivered to myriad kiosks scattered throughout the stands. Being a quick study, the following year I was in charge of making the coffee at the racetrack. As long as I worked there to keep my deceit intact, I had to add two years to any form that I filled out. At 16, I earned a better-paying job as a money runner for the Perry Mutual clerks who paid off the winning tickets. When I was 17, pretending to be 19, I became a full-fledged seller at a $2 win window. Ever since then, I've been out of kilter with time. A related time consciousness issue is that I get extremely focused when I work. Hours seem to literally fly by. I'm oblivious to appointments, chores, assignments, meals, company, spouse, children, the phone, the doorbell, the dog. Wait a minute, we don't own a dog. In contrast, my spouse, Diane, is a marvel who is acutely aware of schedules. She even employs time tricks, which she fruitlessly tries to fashion with me. When I was in the workforce, she set the bedroom alarm clock ahead by 15 minutes. The rationale was that 15 minutes constituted a bonus or an emergency allotment of time for unexpected issues, such as a car that wouldn't start or perhaps snow that needed to be shoveled. With the alarm sounding in the morning, my conclusion was that I had acquired an extra 15 minutes of bonus sleep. I inevitably faded away for an extra quarter hour. Dates for me are equally troublesome. We have calendars strategically located all over the house. There is a calendar somewhere on my desk covered by reams of other paper material, another on the fridge which I never view because of my haste to devour the contents inside, a calendar on the door to the garage, another on the door to the basement, and yet one more on Diane's desk. All to no avail, as I never know what day it is, and now that I'm retired, I really don't care. All of this casualness with time invites trouble. I've become a last-minute wonder, able to accomplish tasks just in the nick of time, which does not produce high-quality output. For Christmas, I requested a stand-up desk calendar, which in theory would force me to rip off one page each day. Placed directly in front of my computer, it would become a habit to check the date, read the fascinating material, and therefore become more aware of time. There were many calendar themes from which to choose. Sports, entertainment, the Bible, swimsuits, word etymology, cars, travel, etc. Swimsuits were certainly appealing and would capture my focus, but I decided on Miami humorist Dave Barry, 
figuring that I might as well get a chuckle each day while performing this chore. This worked extremely well the first day. However, his material is so clever that I was compelled to read and tear off weeks at a time. On a more positive note, I dutifully recycle the back of each and every calendar day as note paper. Recently, I installed an alarm clock beside the computer monitor. The theory is that when I start to work on the computer, I will set the alarm for one hour and then I will get up and walk around. This worked fine on the first day. Then I forgot to set the alarm. Hey, if I need the correct time and day, I can look it up on the computer, can't I? Today's retired affirmation. I will challenge myself to change today and to eat all of my meals slowly so as to enjoy the taste of each morsel, except, of course, for peanut butter, which I will lather thickly as usual on a spoon, and when no one is looking quickly yet thoroughly lick the spoon dry. Yum, do I love peanut butter. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. Here is today's letter. Dear Retirement Coach, my wife Edna loves to go shopping, and I hate it. I hate malls because every store is the same. What should I do? Signed, Perplexed. Dear Perplexed, whenever I go shopping with Diane, I'm simply thrilled to be there at such a wonderful social event, pleased to while away a few hours that I would otherwise waste while watching sports at home on TV. Yes, I know that pools of men ritualistically collect around the electronics section of most big stores, but often there are so many blocking my view that it's hard to watch the action, so I've learned to bring along a good book to read instead. Will people read much in the future? We are becoming so passive that audiobooks might become our prime source of reading. Newspapers are shrinking in size, and the articles are never lengthy because we are now in the age of the minuscule soundbite, which is on a rather rigorous diet itself, diminishing radically each year. Some people, I'm sure, read only the headline. And now that I've entered the realm of high tech, I bring along my electronic book reader, which allows me, like Diane, to sample several books just as she tries on clothing and shoes and such at myriad stores in the mall. Unfortunately, the people who design malls do not want us shoppers to sit for extended periods. You can accomplish only so much reading when sitting on uncomfortable benches, purposefully installed in malls to force one into the stores. Inevitably, even when I'm uncomfortably set up and reading, another gentleman, no doubt socially shopping with his wife, comes along, sits beside me, and asks what I'm reading. Then he tries to tell me about his favorite book, which happens to be a formulaic harlequin romance or some weird science fiction offering, both of which I hate, so even my simple precaution of bringing a book along does not alleviate undue waiting for my spouse. Consequently, one needs to develop Plan B, creative strategies for a retired husband when his wife is shopping and taking her sweet time. Innocent behaviors to help pass the time. You are retired, but you can still have fun. Here are a few techniques that work for me. Try them out. If they dispense free food samples in a store, remain in front of the queue and say, 
I'm really hungry. That's not enough. More, please, more. I'm retired. Supersize me, supersize me. Make a big fuss when they run out. If you're inside an American mall, tell them that you're both on a fixed income and food stamps. You might get their sympathy. After the food sortie, load up on boxes of condoms at the drugstore. And when others aren't looking, place several of these boxes in older people's carts. Randomly meet these people later in the aisles, and then make a big fuss out of their erotic purchase. Tell them that you're impressed. Ask them how they do it. Are they on a special supplement? Are they the people that you saw in the Cialis commercial? Ask them for advice, and then flash them the thumbs-up sign. In the sporting goods department at American malls, ask to see their sharpest knives and their biggest, most powerful guns. Advise the clerk that your favorite movie is Taxi Driver, and then ask him or her where the antidepressants are shelved. When an eager clerk who is probably on commission asks if they can help, demand to know their qualifications. Tell them that you've had issues with trust ever since your wedding. Ask, why can't people just leave me alone? Then smile and say, now I'm going over to sporting goods to look at guns and knives. Walk into the housewares department. Set every alarm clock to go off at one-minute intervals. When each clock starts to ring, begin shouting, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. If you get tired of these antics, simply return to an uncomfortable bench and read a little bit more. The idea when shopping is to exercise one's mind, or as the Nike folks say at the mall, just do it which is a shorter version of the statement, use it or lose it. And now a word from today's sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Mike's Marvelous Memory Lapse Lozenges. As we age, neurons in our brains often get tired and confused. Synapses become tardy and frayed. We are not as sharp as we used to be. But we here at Mike's Marvelous Memory Lapse have produced a lozenge that will not only clear your throat, but also your mind. Contact us at Mike's Marvelous Memory Lapse Lozenges, Confederation Drive, Niagara Lake, Ontario, for your free brochure. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week for retirement rule number 41. 